This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Yo, I was going to be eating Magic Spoon during this ad, but I took one bite and the crunch is loud in my head, so I felt like maybe I shouldn't do it in this ad. But that's how much I like Magic Spoon. I want to eat the thing I'm advertising while I'm advertising. Come on. I grew up eating wonderful, delicious, sugary cereal, and it's one of the foods I miss from my childhood. So for me... Magic Spoon lets me dip back into that nostalgic feeling of sitting at my kitchen counter watching Transformers Beast Wars smashing down some sugary cereal. But now, as a grown-up, I can watch the Criterion Collection while slamming down some delicious, healthy cereal with Magic Spoon. We're talking zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Build your own box. They got available flavors to build your own custom bundle. You got cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. I'm a big fan of mixing peanut butter and blueberry and also coconut and peanut butter. Peanut butter's one of my faves. Fruity Solo is pretty tight, too. I, I, You know, they're all decent. It all depends on what you want. But I like the fruity. I like the pita butter. And I like the cocoa. All right. Go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember... Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham to get $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, standing six foot two, 294 pounds. From Nassau County, Long Island, the South Shore, it's Johnny G, the number one bug boy. All you gotta do is trust him, says Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the Honey Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gamers, Arthur Gamers, shout out. 
Arthur is not actually here. That was just instinctual at this point. Also joining me in the High and Mighty studio, he has been on the pod before. He was here in the High and Mighty studio physically years ago, but now we've got him virtually today. It's the fucking creator of Bubble and a podcast legend in his own fucking right. It's Jordan Morris. That's right, it's me, the number one soy boy, the cock from Orange County, <laughs> the sensitive little snowflake. Oh, see, I thought it said soy bomb on your chest. It says soy boy. Okay. I oh, no, that's an unrelated tattoo. <laughs> that's from when I finally got to go to the MTV Movie Awards or whatever. Oh, that fucking dream thing come happened. true. <laughs> um, but no, I, Jordan, I, I really like the uh, I really like the sub in term soy boy for like a for like a. <laughs> type so i think it's a lot yeah of no it works out perfectly uh you know beans will make you get boobies apparently is the yes. uh I, I guess the connection there soy milk turns makes you lactate or something like that oh nice i didn't i had i didn't even uh i didn't even put that together and i might not even be correct there so <laughs> as a matter of fact I, can, <laughs> I think it's a safe guarantee that i am not uh what's what's been going on with you man it's been a very specific year to say yeah, the least. it kind of has, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I am, you know, obviously terrible year. We can go ahead and say that up top. Uh, I speak I've for been... yourself. My privilege is a fucking shield, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, thriving baby. <laughs> Working from home, health insurance sure. through a union. Everything's gonna be a okay. <laughs> Rewatching The Sopranos. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for the first time. I had never watched it. So. I got a PlayStation and beat like five PlayStation only titles. And then started the Sopranos. I, d I had like a 22 year old's uh, year, more Hell or yeah. less. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, mine was uh, similarly privileged. Uh, yeah, I was able to stay kind of moderately employed and, uh, yeah, no, no crazy anti vaxxers in my immediate family. So, everybody got their vax. And, uh, yeah, th th things are looking up, uh, you know. Uh, so, hopefully, it's ba bad year. Bad year will soon be in the rear view, but who knows? So, yeah. It's funny the way you just said that, too, because that's sort of like so many of my friends are in the same kind of boat as me that they're like the one liberal family member in their like right wing or yeah. not right wing, but formerly apolitical, now weirdly very political family. Uh, sure. I, I, I'm speaking from personal experience here. I don't know about everyone else, but I anecdotally, a lot of people whose family was like, yeah, they were never really political. Now they're huge Trump freaks and I'm the weirdo in my family. And uh, every time I talk to one of my friends who's like that, I'm like, OK, how crazy is your family? They're like, oh, they're they're all vaccinated. But it's like, OK, no one in your okay. family is like that far. OK, that's a safe level of I could just argue at politics uh, about politics, but I don't have to worry about like my life being threatened in my right. company. OK, fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I think something we're learning during all this is that there are like tears of crazy and there's like an acceptable like my like I have a I have a latent life stepdad. Uh, oh, named, shit. Name's Brad, plays the trombone, a lot of Hawaiian shirts. Great dude. Um, oh shit! <laughs> uh, but, directs a lot. Directs The Incredibles. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, gives a great hug. Just a big sniffy, <laughs> sniffy hug. Um, yeah. So he, you know, and and my and he and my mom live in Orange County. They're Orange County folks. Uh, so you know. And I could tell that, like, he's a little more conservative and he, you know, like during the during the like 2016 election was a like 
well, I can't vote for either of these clowns type. Like, I think he wrote in John McCain or something like that. And at the time, I'm like, that's so fucking crazy. And now I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you're Are you like, get your vaccine? I, <laughs> yeah, you're, that is the accepted level of crazy. It's like, uh, or at least the accepted level of disagreement. We, uh, right, we yes. go like, Okay, that's enough. We can coexist in the same world. And then there's like some family members who are like, do you hear this shit about the black people pretending to be white people to cut off other white people's heads? You're like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, <laughs> oh, I guess you know, I, don't, I guess we don't read the same sites. It's like, no, we do right. not. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you yeah, just be you- a guy who's like, Hillary, I'm like, longing for the weird libertarian dudes now <laughs> like those guys yeah. who i thought were annoying a, a while ago now i'm like i miss those guys where's, where's the where's the ron paul assholes yeah. like where right. are those annoying <laughs> those ron are the paul people assholes. i miss uh, where i disliked disagreed and disliked you but it wasn't for because i was worried you were forming a militia to kill my people and my friends like <laughs> right exactly if you don't have a where we go one we go all back tattoo you're fine with <laughs> yes, me that's all that matters. yeah that's all that's all i'm asking for the bar is fucking low in my in my crew uh yeah. you mentioned you're from orange county i yes as a long islander i liken i think the two are very similar I've never been to Long Island. I mean, I think I basically know about Long Island from hearing you talk about it on this podcast, but <laughs> right. I think you're right. I think that they are like weird, dark twins of each other. Yeah, and I, I haven't spent that much time in Orange County, but since moving to Southern California and meeting a lot of Orange County uh, born and raised people and yeah. he- seeing a lot more OC news and stuff like that, Long right. Island is very, very similar, at least in my opinion, because it's got that like, upper middle class vibe but it also has the the how people live on the other side of that too like uh it yeah. has like it has wealth disparity and it's like an hour from a mega liberal bastion but for some right. reason doesn't have any of that runoff like yeah it's maybe like if you lived in the mega liberal bastion but like were concerned about all the non-white people. There would be a place to move, you know. <laughs> There's a place you could move. Yes, yes. still get the weather, but without all, without all, a place you can move. Where oh, the real yeah, estate agents the- say. Sorry, we keep stepping on. No, you. no, you go ahead. Yours is better. <laughs> We're saying the same joke. We're saying, <laughs> and all the real estate agents say, "Good schools with air quotes and right. winks to let you know yeah. what that means." <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And then you high five and go to the Cheesecake Factory. Sure. (laughs) Fuck yeah. But there's something about these two places that fits so they're they're just weird. And and because Orange County is also like sort of there's beach culture. There's also beach culture on Long Island. So there's like you get the Laguna Beach vibe and the Hamptons. But then you also get like the South Shore and the Encinitas and shit like that. So you get yeah, the like. The like jet ski trash. There's like right, jet, right. there's a special kind of like jet ski, um, you know, like Pennywise loving <laughs> set, flat brimmed, can, high black socks yep. kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah, we have those on Strong Island as well. Uh, but we're, we want to talk about L.A. today because uh, the last 15 months was the longest unbroken time I've ever spent in my home city. Uh, because yeah. I, I previously traveled a bunch for work or traveled a bunch for pleasure. And so I just spent 14 and a half, 15 straight months, may, you know, 
two or three trips to Airbnbs uh, less than three hours away from LA. So I've spent right. like I've spent so much time this year in LA, and I have fallen more in love with it. And to, like, this feels like f- falling deeper in love with your partner while sh- she's going through like a nervous breakdown, while they're going through a nervous breakdown. I right. kind of feel like that because it's like LA was a disaster this year, but it made me like her. Mike made me like it even more. Like, I don't know why. And I think it's because I was kind of stuck in it and I felt a kinship with my L.A. And I kind of got into local L.A. issues over the course of the year because it's like I haven't been anywhere else. So I I found like a new appreciation or a new like this is my it it feels more like my city than ever before. Like and I and I've only been living here for eight years as a as a like East Coaster. Like, did you. Like, did you kind of move here kicking and screaming? Because I know it's like a tough move for like New York people. My my wife moved here kicking and screaming. I, Uh on the other hand, was had spent enough time out here doing shows or taking meetings that I had an absolute misrepresented idea of what it was going to be like. Where I was like, oh, I'm going to be dropped immediately into Hollywood because when you come out for one week for meetings and someone schedules you five (laughs) meetings you're like okay well like every week i'll take five meetings and of course a few of those will turn into something and surely there won't be months and months where i don't work and (laughs) no one ever contacts me all my connections and i have um the big uh, small fish in a huger pond than ever before and i'm alone like no right Uh, yes (laughs) everybody i started with gives up and moves away so (laughs) It's too real, but I. So I, I was always ready for L.A. and and right. enough of my friends moved out here because of comedy that I never. I didn't feel like I'd be. I I was also like starting to tour and stuff at the time, so like home home felt different anyway. Like I'm like yeah, I'm in New York for like three out of four weeks every month, like more or less. Uh, so it's not that crazy to move for me, and. The big deciding factor was I never lived in another state besides New York. I've only yeah. like I grew up there. I went to school there. I moved there after college to the city. So it was like me and t- my wife as well had only ever been in New York. We were like, we both work in entertainment. We should live somewhere else. And our friends live in Los Angeles and weed is legal there. So I feel like we found out the place we should check oh, out. Right. Next. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm kind of now used to the idea of legal weed pretty much everywhere. But yeah, L.A. and uh, California did have legal weed like way before everybody, I guess. Yeah. When we moved here in 2012, I had my medical card before uh, my wife still makes fun of me to this day. I had my medical card before I had a car. There you go. Like, yeah, I, I so, got you, that. so you went to the strip mall doctor and said <laughs> yeah. you had. Uh, I went to doctor420.com and got fist right. pounded by an anesthesiologist named Andre that said, congrats, man, you got your card. Nice. <laughs> My doctor said, congrats, <laughs> you have anxiety and fist pounded me. <laughs> you want a uh, card to take your dog on a plane? I got that for you, too. <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah. What else? You got back issues. You want, I, I got you hooked up. You want mushrooms for your hamstring pull? Let's do it. Cheap stereo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah um, that, so that was like landing here in LA was like, oh shit. You know, I bought like a Fruit Loops bar that was a 40 milligrams or whatever and was like, the world is new. And it was grab like, an in and out burger on the way <laughs> home. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, I love it. I'm like full blown Randy Newman driving in my my loner car for the day. Uh, so your your wife, if you were to kind of characterize her like gripes about it, it, it was it the typical East Coast like the bagels are wrong, the pizza's wrong, there's no seasons, nobody reads. Is it like that stuff? It was a lot of like once we're he- now that we're being here, it's I realize the main thing I miss about New York versus LA is the people and like the sense of community you feel in yeah, New York for like, sure. Every moment you have is a moment shared with like a dozen strangers in a weird way. Right. And yeah. it kind of is an appealing thing. Like I do miss like when someone's acting unusual, there are 15 sure. other people looking at each other like this is unusual, right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in and LA, then you all, you're like, <laughs> you can walk and then down you all realize at the <laughs> And then you all realize at the same time you're on Impractical Jokers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought these four 48-year-old men looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it was Murr the whole time. <laughs> what up, Murr? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, uh, and then you come here and people are strange and you're like, am I the weirdo? You know what I mean? Like the Right, a- sure. But that's what I've found I love about it. Like, I miss the community feel. But what I do like about L.A. is individual like individualism is like cranked up to like a thousand arguably weaponized to a bad degree. But <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about like when I first moved here, like some somebody told me is like in L.A., you never have to get on a subway where like a 14 year old kid might say like, what the fuck are you wearing, dude? <laughs> you know, right. So you're just in your car and then in a restaurant or in your car and then in work. So like you can really step up whatever fucking weird ass impractical. Speaking of jokers, impractical sure. ass outfits you want to wear, high heels, boots, whatever. You could be as impractical as you want here. Because in New York, it's like, just wear a black jacket because you're going to get fucking dirt on it no matter what you do. Like, wear boots because you can't wear flip-flops because the subways are disgusting. Like, all these things. But in LA, it's sort of just like it's... And California in general, at least energy is like, the weather is whatever you want to make of it. If you want to wear pants and a cardigan today, you can. If you want to wear a Speedo and no shirt, you can. It's fucking... Sure, yeah. Los Angeles (laughs) rules for that reason. (laughs) And if you walk... yeah. What, no, depending on your neighborhood, if you walked a full lap, if I walked a full lap in a speedo around my neighborhood, I live in West Hollywood. I would maybe get some, uh, you know, job offers, but also no one would say anything. <laughs> like it wouldn't be like right. a, a problem. It's like that's just the energy of a place you got to like. Where it's like, yeah, yeah who you knows would be what's the happening. you would be the third weirdest dressed person that yes! person saw yes. today. <laughs> right. Right. Like they might, when they were talking about the weird people, the weird outfits they saw that day, they like might list you in the list or they might not. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, eh, he was just in a bath. He was just in a bathing suit. Never mind. Forget him. I'll go yeah, back sure. to the, the spray painted pink, uh, pet pig. I saw, which is something I've seen in my <laughs> neighbor- uh, neighborhood a few times, a guy walking a pig on a leash and the pig oh, has nice. a dyed mohawk down its back. It's pretty rad. Sure, yeah. And he almost gets into a fight with a Jack Sparrow on rollerblades. (laughs) 
And I'm just standing there in a speedo being like, why won't anyone pay attention to me? Look at me. <laughs> why, does no, why does no one want a photo with Speedo Man? <laughs> I'm, I'm at Hollywood I, Boulevard. Uh, lowest rent character ever, Speedo Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kids, isn't he your oh, favorite? Oh, everybody loves SpongeBob. <laughs> everybody loves Harley Quinn. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I mentioned this in our email about this, but I like, I love your like speedo game. I think it's so fucking great. And I like, I've started like swimming. I joined one of these, like, um, it's called a master's program. It's just basically like a, like swim club that meets a couple times a week and you do a workout together. And I I was on a, I was captain of my high school swim team. Were you? That's cool. What was your like event? I was a hundred breast, hundred uh, fifty and hundred uh, free relays, and then the uh, hundred or fifty fly in the medley relay, depending on because it was because cool. it was high school. So all the I I couldn't do anything over a hundred yards, more or less. I've had to do the two hundred free a few times in just as like punishment from the coach, but I never right. did anything over. I mean, I wasn't skinny then either. Like I was, still, <laughs> I was hands down the the uh, the swimming judges called me. The linebacker, because I was bigger than every other guy on every swim team, because I, <laughs> I was six I like, foot, 185 like, pounds. <laughs> being on this swim team, though, they're, they're like big dudes who are so fucking fast. And that's because it's mostly about technique. It's mostly right. about like how long can you stay in the water? Like how, 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 you know, straight can you make your body in the water? Yeah. Hydrodynamics. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's baby. like, yeah, there's people of like all body types who are like fucking fast. It's 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 cool. It's kind of like a great equalizer, I think. Well, as like I without getting into too much personal history, but like that's how I got comfortable in the water is playing yeah. basketball with my friends, playing s- football and soccer with my friends. I got dominated all the time because I was overweight, but once we were in the pool, I wasn't as sweaty. My knees didn't hurt as much. And it was like, oh, yeah. you can, you're, it, it was the equalizer. And then I, it was like, that felt so good to me that I got so comfortable in pools and oceans because, and this dove, dovetails into fucking the Speedo game. I was a t shirt in the pool kid when I was super young. And sure. then I felt restricted by Bl- it in the water. Maybe like, the official pool T-shirt of people our age is like all black XL Green Day shirt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, the, with the Dookie album art. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember one time my mom brought my T-shirt to wear was a white Ghostbusters T-shirt to go to the Freeport Rec <laughs> Center. And it was nice. instantly see-through and way less flattering than just being shirtless. You know what I mean? Where it was like suction down so my nipples looked so brown through my white shirt. And people were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, this is worse than being shirtless. Yeah. And just like opened you up to so many stay puffed marshmallow man jokes right oh yeah (laughs) said clear your head ray (laughs) (laughs) there is no gabris only fat Um, (laughs) uh, but so Um, but so you're spent wearing a speedo more yeah so i like when i started the program i was doing board shorts because i was embarrassed and i'm like well shit this fucking doesn't work for swimming like this you know there's so much drag uh so i'm like i gotta do it i gotta get a speedo and i was like i felt super weird at first but now i'm like you know kind of confident in it i can like put on the speedo i can like you know change in the locker room although with covid the locker room isn't open but like in in normal times I could change in the locker room and be comfortable. So I'm like, okay, like I, I can wear this speedo at this swim club 
Um, maybe, you know, obviously like fingers crossed going into the summer, there's going to be like barbecues and hangs and vacations and chilling poolside. I'm like, fuck yes. Maybe I get a hangout speedo. Maybe I get a like, maybe I have my exercise speedo and then I have my like fucking chilling poolside with a Marg speedo. Um, and I wanted to ask you about it. I wanted to ask where you get yours if you if there's a new like pattern you're excited about and like <laughs> how 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 do you pick a hangout speedo? So th- it's funny. I'm so I feel so strongly about this. I only I rocked the speedo uh, in high school swimming, and then more or less when I was a beach lifeguard, we wore like boy cut speedos, more or less like straight right. leg box cut speedos. So I've been in public in speedos for a long time i looked a little different in 2001 so uh but in the last couple of years i i was just at the beach one day and saw like as i you've seen growing up and if i saw a fat european dude who was like 55 awful body like by american by standards <laughs> it just his body was wildly unflattering i could safely say i looked better than him but he didn't seem to be bothered by the way his body. I wasn't bothered by the way his body looked. He wasn't bothered by the way his body looked. Right. As a matter of fact, he like was like kind of looked confident in his speedo. And then right. it, it just blasted me in the head that it's like, and and, and I and I'm a fucking math OCD person. So he, fo- see if you follow this equation. I was I putting on a speedo, looked myself in the mirror, and if I was being honest with myself. I looked maybe 5% less flattering than I did in a bathing suit, like in a normal bathing suit. It's like, it's literally just adding a little bit extra thigh meat showing and really demonstrating my uh, lack of bulge. I I thought I looked like if you were doing the math, I thought I looked 5% worse in it, but I felt like 20% better in it. So a net positive of 15%. That and I was sound, like, that's fucking sound reasoning. And it just worked on me. I was like, I am, I know that I would look slightly better in short, at least. And that's all. And obviously it's all subjective. So I'm going for my own opinion. I'm like, I think I look slightly better in short shorts than I do in a speedo, but I lo- enjoy wearing a speedo. I enjoy having minimal tan lines. I enjoy swimming in a speedo in particular, as you would, yeah. as someone who's on a swim team now, master's team, you understand that it's like, you can get out in that fucking water and it's easier to move around in a speedo. And totally. All you need is some Australian friends and the the idea of wearing a speedo is immediately unembarrassing. And I guess we have some, you know, decades upon decades of toxic masculinity that uh, we were raised in and under sure. and around. But like Aussies are as quote unquote macho as they come these guys and they all rock budgie smugglers. They're like, ah, mate, you can't be out there in bodies, you know, like pop them off. Like, and it's just that inspired me. So Budgie Smuggler is yeah. like my go to company now, too, because they go up to big sizes. They are super stylish. They have like thousands of different um, looks, but also are you can swim in them. And a lot of rugby players wear them as underwear. A lot of the Aussie rugby players wear it as underwear underneath there. Uh, match kits so that in the locker room they could all strip down to their budgies while they spray each other with beer and shit. Man, it's I just have not heard of budgie smuggler. Jordan, we I could be spraying each other with beer and speedos. It might dude. happen. It could happen. I I was gonna say the second you said you you started swimming, you've got some light swimmers hair going. 
Yeah, I have a uh, my so my crazy like quarantine hair um, uh, is even crazier because I've been swimming. So now it's blonde. People ask me if I've been frosting my tips. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm keeping That's just sun on you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping a list of what people say I look like. Uh, I'm going to open it up here in my notes app. Let's see. Oh, no. <laughs> Bear with me and I'll try and in, I'll try and cite all of these. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, the comedian Hal Lubland said I'm uh, Yahoo semi-serious. Um, uh, my uh, comic writing partner Sarah Morgan called me Encino Man. Uh, Drea Clark called me a Point Break goon. Um, That's what <laughs> uh, I was Mark gonna Gag- go with. You have you have light Bodie hair. I would say you yeah, have like yeah, Patrick semi Swayze. <laughs> And uh, how, uh, or sorry, Mark Gagliardi said, lifeguard who lets you go down a water slide head first. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'll add, uh, I'll add a warp tour roadie. Warp tour roadie (laughs) is what I think I look like. I I dig it. Setting up for 311. (laughs) I dig it, man. I really like it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Ooh. Feels, baby. Placing a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Feels. What is it? It's premium CBD delivered directly to your door. You know what? It, if you're listening to High and Mighty, you are aware how much I love my CBD. And Feels makes high quality uh, CBD uh, that works naturally to help you feel better. No hangover, no addiction. Uh, and it's a membership thing. So join the feels community and you get feels delivered to your door every month and you'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. I have a few drops in the morning with my coffee under the tongue and then a bigger dose at night before bed, before I brush my teeth, you know, a little under the tongue, a little sublingual, get that flowing through the system. Just, you know, feel a little better. I can't, you know, I can't fully place exactly what it does, but I do enjoy the way I feel and the way I sleep with the help of feels. So um, become a member and get 50% off your first order. So start feeling better with feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty. To become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. My microphone might smell like bad breath, but the thing that I'm getting a great whiff of is my beard. Ooh, yeah, because I got my East Rock Botanicals beard oil in. Uh, it looks good on Zoom. Makes my beard uh, glisten in a, in, a, in a rich, moisturized way on Zoom, so it works for me. So thank you to East Rock Botanicals. East Rock Botanicals, or ERB, is your one-stop shop for beard, face, body, and pube oil. ERB's botanical oils are 100% natural and organic. Scented and unscented versions are available, depending on your preference. The East Rock Botanicals beard oil, beard balm, pube oil, and face-slash-body oil have been carefully crafted with a unique blend of botanical and essential oils that nourish your body hair while also providing your skin with essential nutrients. Whether you want to tame a wily mane, prevent ingrown hairs, or give your skin a radiant glow, ERB has you covered. So head to East Rock Botanicals and use code MIGHTY at checkout to get 15% off your order. I am a big fan of their beard oil. 
That's E-A-S-T-R-O-C-K-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A-L-S dot com. Eastrockbotanicals.com with promo code MIGHTY at checkout for 15% off your order. MIGHTY is spelled M-I-G-H-T-Y. And if you're wondering how to spell East Rock Botanicals one more time, that's E-A-S-T-R-O-C-K-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A-L-S dot com. I like I like the looks and this is an all right uh, circle back to the topic LA I like and this is a real energy here in LA I like the looks of people who are like my I get out I do outdoors activities and yeah, that's something you can do you know way more months out of the year in Southern California than you can do in a lot of other places in America specifically the East Coast where I'm from so Dudes aren't paddleboarding. Women are hiking. Like everyone's doing such yeah. fucking cool shit. Like outside, where you're like, you just meet these people who are like, yeah. And and because L.A. is car based and diverse in the type of people that maybe not neighborhood to neighborhood, but like that are that live in and around L.A. There are so so many precise niches you can find yourself. Like I was taking Jeet Kune Do before the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like a, right. Bruce Lee's martial art. There was a class because it's L.A. And you go there and there's like 12 people taking classes. And then you hear like, yeah, I'm all, I'm a stand up. Oh, I'm a wakeboarder. Oh, I'm a skimboarder. Everyone has like these right. outdoor activities. Oh, I hike four hours every day with my eight dogs. And you're like, that's a weird life. But that's a life you can live in Los Angeles. You cannot live that life in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like <laughs> I saw, uh, I actually moved to Pasadena recently. I am, uh, I, you and I used to live real close to each other in West Hollywood, but I moved yeah. to Pasadena a couple, uh, about two months ago. And there is a robust, like ultimate Frisbee scene out here. Like Hell I've been yeah. just kind of, <laughs> and I saw an ultimate Frisbee team of guys who are all like, you know, guys about our age. Everyone had a ponytail. Everyone had a metal shirt. So I'm like, this is a, you know, late 30s, heavy metal, ultimate Frisbee team. And yeah, that's like a fucking only in LA thing. It's like, right. sure, all these dudes just and get they, together based and on talk your hair, about Sepultura. Tried huh? to recruit you, right? With your hair. They saw you walk by with their hair and it's like, that dude could be yeah. a captain of one of these teams. We got to bring him in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, sorry. I'm a little more, I'm more of a punk, of a punk guy. and ska. Yeah, exactly. yeah, punk and ska. Sorry. I don't think I could. Now, if you can, if you can find an ultimate Frisbee team where they all wear Mighty Mighty Boss Toads t shirts. <laughs> what? Weird. I found them. <laughs> like, how quick? Yeah. Oh, there they are. <laughs> oh, they're right they outside the our window. <laughs> Oh, they're cool. skanking. <laughs> right. Uh, Burns a lot of calories, skanking. That, it's good, good aerobic exercise. That's something that in LA and, and using the most recent year is a perfect jumping off point. Like when everything closes down, all of a sudden, you know, people are like, when I lived in the city, I, my city friends were like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I got to get out of the city. And here in LA, I was like, right. I'm going to go to the beach, a park, walk my neighborhood every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outdoor. Outdoor dining's a little easier to facilitate here. Takeout, you know, with like the weather being so beautiful, it's never pouring. You can wait in line for shit. Like you can go yeah. to the beach, you can hike, you can on the shittiest weather day here, you can arguably still walk your neighborhood like comfortably. If you totally. Know. And that's just like something I took for granted before 2020. And then in 2020, me and like my wife would have these moments of gratitude of like, Moving to California or moving to Los Angeles was the smartest move we made. Like, we missed our family this year, which was hard because everybody's yeah. on the East Coast. We felt so much that we were separated from them. 
But at the same time, when they were like, winter is depressing, we were like, well, we're going to the beach on March 4th. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we, uh, we're eating dinner in our pod, our friend's yard, the other people in our pod, because they have yard space and it's beautiful for you know we did 40 outdoor dinners in 2020 like it's that it's right. crazy to imagine but you can't do that in a lot of places so i felt i like fell in love with that part of la and now on the oh, la opening up tip i'm like falling in love with la all over again because it's like right the hollywood bowl oh the green yeah. like i got like you're like oh all these things i love i gotta do again you sure. kind of I like go see tower of power with a little picnic <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I, and I, like you know, and I, I, I maybe like had a little moment of the opposite, which was which was kind of interesting for me. Like I, you know, I moved here right after college. I went to college at UC Santa Cruz. Go banana very, slugs. Yeah, go banana slugs. Uh, a great place. I, I totally miss it uh, in its own little weird way. Wait, quick um, aside. Quick aside, please. Uh, Santa Cruz is like my bucket list place. I've never been. And everyone, really? I t- oh. everyone I tell that to is like, dude, you gotta go. You're you gotta gonna go. love it there. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, seals. Could- I like surfing. I like weed. I feel like it's the perfect city for me to visit. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about hand drumming? Playing, uh, playing, or listening to hand drumming? <laughs> playing, I don't love listening. I got used to that pretty fast <laughs> in the other sure. subcultures I hang out in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we should uh, we should do some sort of fucking like podcast thing in Santa Cruz. Anyway, be a fun yes! excuse to go. Yes, brilliant idea. I'm writing down High and Mighty Live in Santa Cruz, and you'll guess. Yeah, let's do it totally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I like you know moved down here to do you know TV entertainment stuff, and like you know it took me a while, but I really like you know fell hard for LA. Like you know. Uh, you know, the, there's so much, there's just so much fucking stuff. There's so much stuff. There's so much great food. I love the food here. I'll like, you know, stick up for this being the best food city, uh, any day of the week. Um, here, you know, and I love my, uh, ta- let's here. here's my nuanced food argument that please. I think New York has a higher batting average for restaurants being good, but LA has more home runs. Does this make That's sense? That's good. I like that. Yeah, I think in New York you could safely like you could pop into a little place that looks interesting. That's what I mean. And that would be like, yeah, it'd be like decent. And I like and you, you can grab a, co- yeah. a slice on the corner and it'll be decent. You can grab a sandwich there and you'll right. be like, that was fine. But I think L.A. has some things that are just like transcendent, and then also a ton of a ton of great shit. Like I love the food stuff out here. I just think uh, there's a like and I think that'll ch- this will change too here, but I just think New York has more like, oh, ran I did randomly find a decent slice of pizza or decent insert food item here at every block for you right. know a hundred blocks, but L A has like, dude, no one's doing something like this, and this guy's doing it out of his fucking NoHo apartment or whatever, <laughs> you know? Right? Yes, rolls. this is a <laughs> yes, this is a rockabilly woman who lowers you a breakfast sandwich out of a bucket. I, I, I've been meaning to go to that woman for so long. I know, I need to too. I haven't gone either. I had her I had the Instagram open on my computer and my wife is like, "What are you looking at?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a food a woman who makes egg sandwiches." Yes, she is a beautiful blonde. Yes, she looks like rock- a suicide girl, but yeah. I am not on suicidegirls.com. I am on a breakfast sandwich Instagram. Right. 
that and just it's like happens to equally be equally creepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I'm masturbating. I'm masturbating. Okay. But I am masturbating because the egg sandwich looks good. Or I didn't even recognize, <laughs> I didn't even know the woman was there. <laughs> yeah. Some slack, baby. Um, and yeah, and I think LA is so great for like high low too, you know, like obviously you have a corner that has a taco truck. That's the best thing you've ever eaten. And then you could, you know, you could do some, you know, Michelin star stuff. Um, hell yeah. It's like out of this world. Uh, and I like, and I know that that's also like part of what makes New York great. And I like, I've never lived in New York, but I like acknowledge how fucking rad it is. And yeah, that thing you said about, you know, shared community and having this moment with strangers, like totally something you don't do that much out here. And I like, and I totally understand missing it. Like if you, you know, if you felt kind of dragged out here, I understand like, you know, missing yeah, the 4 a.m. bars and the, you know, all that stuff. That, um, yeah, the 4 a, the 4 a.m. thing is something when you move here at 33, you're like, this sucks. And then at 34, yeah. you're like, Oh, that was that's not an issue for me at all anymore. Like the next month, it was like, wait a minute, I haven't stayed out till one thirty yet in LA. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Um, um wait. So and you, you know, you said you were feeling some uh, a, a different energy towards LA during this. Yeah, right? I had this. I had this moment, and I've always been like a defender. I always like you know it's when you live in LA, you got to worry about the New York people and the Bay area people getting like trapped at a house party with one of those people who just want to corner you and tell you why LA sucks. And you're like, I live, you know, I live here, right? Like you wouldn't shit on Houston to somebody who lives in Houston. Like anyway, I remember I was at this, uh, I was at a Thanksgiving dinner and like a friend of my mom's brought her daughter who brought her boyfriend and they were from San Francisco and the guy ran a brewery in San Francisco and he just like spent all of Thanksgiving talking about how much LA sucks, like, you know, uh, and then later on in the conversation, we learned that he had lived out here for a year and tried to be a director and failed. So I'm like, well, that's why this dick hates LA is he tried to live here and you know, uh, of course. Yes. Have fun with your fucking brewery, you know, like, yeah. So, so, you know, like that shit, that shit always drives me up a wall. Like I understand not wanting to live here, but also like, don't be rude assholes. Uh, but, but, I just, I, you know, I had this, I had this moment, you know, that I think a lot of people had over quarantine and live in LA, which is just like, what am I doing here paying all this rent? I'm never going to be able to buy a house. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, is the entertainment industry going to be around? Is it all going to be remote? Should I just, you know, like. Is live you know, shows coming I, back something that was keeping me in the city? Is that going to yeah, be a thing? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, exactly. One of the great, like, yeah, the, the, like, great live comedy scene that's a reason to live here. Will that be around anymore? So, yeah, I totally had this moment of, like, you know, browsing for apartments in other cities, browsing for apartments in other states. And it was weird because I had, like, since I had lived in L.A., I had not, like, thought about a retreat in that way. Uh, uh, not a retreat. I guess I shouldn't say retreat. Like if you decide to leave, you're failing in some way because you're not. Uh, no. Just you would like to live somewhere else and there's many great places. But like, but yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit. It felt like I was like, it did. I did feel like I was looking for a retreat a little bit. Um, well, yeah, and it was strange. I was like, I wonder why I'm feeling this. I, I think because when you're, you move to and you pay the premium to live in a 
city so you can do city things. You know what I mean? Right, the joke exactly. we always make is uh, we're willing to spend a fortune to have multiple Thai restaurants to choose from. That's just like sure. what I like. <laughs> Choosing to live in a city is like I'm willing to pay the extra rent so that we have a good Thai place and a cheap Thai place. You know what I mean? Like, right. Whereas you every have other Palm town- Thai and Thai patio. <laughs> exactly. We have June Bangkok and Night Market song. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> but so uh, you pay- But when everything's closed and you're trapped in your and people are trapped in their houses, we were trapped in our apartment. You realize yeah, I know. like. I could be paying a mortgage on a lake in somewhere that would cost less right. than that. And you're also not doing any of the LA stuff that you moved here for. You haven't had an in-person audition or work or a meeting or an, you know what I mean? So all of a sudden you're like, exactly. I, everything I did this last year, I could foreseeably do from uh, a lake in Oregon or a town, like yeah. an apartment in Mexico city. Like I could, there's a lot of shit you could just do. And that, cause not buying a house, we had to, in this quarantine, decide that we weren't buying a house so that we finally took the pressure off ourselves that we were feel like, yeah, we were feeling so disheartened by the fact that we didn't own a home yet. And then we realized how yeah. many of our successful friends also didn't own a home and it's because we chose this or new york as our cities and we were like right. this makes and in this quarantine and we, now we're like here here's our plan jordan maybe you uh maybe i could sell you on this we're yeah. gonna eventually buy a house but it's not gonna be in la we're gonna stay renters here and then i'm gonna have an ojai house or a palm springs house that i can is slightly more affordable and i could maybe airbnb but i can also live there as much or as little as i want uh, I think that's the answer because I don't think I can ever afford a house in LA. Yeah. So I have I, to do, start looking you know, at like, do you know, do you know Andy Wood? He did that exact same thing. No, I don't, but I've, a, a handful of people have done it. And, and then, then you have enough equity to maybe eventually buy a house in LA because you have a $400,000 or $500,000 home. And by the way, that's the level of cheap I'm talking about for any listeners sure, from all yeah. am- around America and the world. We're talking about looking outside of LA to hopefully find a $400,000 or $500,000 right. three bedroom, two bath house with no amenity and like nothing special about it. But sure. Yeah. That is uh crawling with scorpions and uh, next to a meth lab. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and then I, I live in West well, where you used to live too. And there's a one bedroom house house, a one bedroom house for sale on Clinton for 1.4 mil. And it's got one Jesus bedroom, Christ. one bath. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is that for? It's for like a like a sultan to just have for like equity. Right. He's like dumb kid who wants to try screenwriting for a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, that uh so Andy Wood, he's a he's a comedy writer and podcast guy. He does the Probably Science podcast. And oh, yeah, yes, he, yes, like, now I know who he is. Yes. Yeah, so he uh he like moved out to this like great little place in the Coachella Valley. He bought it and yeah, he's still he's doing writing jobs remotely and I think he's the plan is to, you know, come back here every couple of weeks and Airbnb somewhere and yeah, he's got this like cool like fashionable little pad out there and I'm sure people will stay there for Coachella and shit. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's it, it's, it's he's so rad. he's doing it right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's not a bad idea. Well, and therein lies another really exciting, we're talking about something really cool about LA. And this is something my wife was saying for the first few years that we lived here is that she didn't love LA, but she loved California. 
Yeah. And if you and not to I understand that also like I'm in, I'm trying to enjoy LA not in a completely compared to New York uh sure way, but it's hard for me not to constantly do this. And it's also a cliche conversation that everyone has all the time, of course. at least in my peer group. So it, it I'm 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 embarrassed that I'm still talking about it, but New York City can trap you a little bit. You're like, "Oh, public transit's amazing," but it's like, "Hey, you want to go to a beach in Connecticut and it's like really it's like five trains I got to pack everything I, I got to yeah. carry it all the way I got to blah 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 in LA it's like do you want to go skiing it's a two-hour drive do you want to go to the beach it's a 40 sure. minute drive you know there's some like the world a because of cars and b because of the like fucking in diversity of environment in Southern California you can really get weird experience like you can you know you can get with just a three hour drive, you could be in a mountain, a desert, or in the middle of the ocean. Like it's that's thrilling. Did you guys were you guys cranky about having to get cars? Was that a thing where you're like, oh God, we have to get cars? I was dreading it. Truly yeah. dreading it because I got very accustomed to sort of being half buzzed all the time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get it. I absolutely and like we and like now with with Uber and Lyft, it's like not that big a deal to go out in LA and like have a couple drinks. Uh but yeah, in a pre Uber Lyft world. Um, when we first moved here, we were yeah. the only people using cabs because uh right. I, I, I we were the only people using cabs because we were ex New Yorkers and I'm I'm not gonna credit quote the person, but a very funny joke was said by someone it's like I'm like, yeah, it's so weird trying to call a cab to birds because you can't just say birds. You have to give them the street address because it's a taxi cab. And the comedian goes, you guys must be from New York, huh? And I'm like, yeah, why? What makes you guess that? He's like, because you're afraid to drink and drive. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That is the most New York thing. (laughs) Cowards. It's like, oh, you didn't live in a city where you've been driving and then got started drinking and then continued to keep sort of driving buzz. It's like, right. Yeah. No, we never did. I never did driving, period. No less. I haven't drove in 10 years, no less drove buzzed. So I'm fucked. I'm not trying to do that here. You haven't gotten in the car, realized after two blocks you were too buzzed, and then sat at Tommy's for an hour while you sober up. <laughs> just eating chili in your car with the windows closed. Just like, yeah. this is disgusting. <laughs> Cop pulls you over. is like, oh, keep driving, brother. <laughs> keep driving. <laughs> Roll those bad boys up. How yeah. many fucking Tommy's burgers have you been chowing down on? <laughs> yeah, that's how you beat a DUI in LA. You just fill your car with Tommy's chili burger farts and then (laughs) as soon as you open the window uh yeah nobody even wants to see your registration (laughs) and we understand as white men that that's it's different if you're a black person and a person of color with tommy's chili farts in your car it could end up being more dangerous for you of course yes again i think we 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 acknowledged our wonderful shield of privilege at the top of this show uh, that allows more you more true a- than ever in this situation. <laughs> Hot box your car full of chili farts, man. It rules being white. <laughs> Someone's gonna sure. pull just that quote from the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> but no, in the context of the conversation, eh, it's still pretty bad. Wasn't much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, and even if you took into account the context, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, isn't that? Yeah, that dude should have been canceled 10 times already. <laughs> Let's just fucking end him <laughs> now. Uh, here's a good L.A. Uh, positive question. Here's some. Someone told me, stop asking us how your last year was and start asking us, what are you doing 
next year. And that is kind Whoa. of like, that's a fun energy of like, I yeah, like that. 2020 sucked. It's like, how did you end up the fuck that? No, let's just say what, what, what do you got on deck when the when Cal- Los Angeles opens? You, you didn't move to, uh, a, to a $300,000 mansion in Waco, Texas. You, right. are, you are still here in Los Angeles, uh, in Pasadena, technically. Uh, so yeah. what I are you I looking kind of forward did, to I doing? did even kind of flee in my own weird little way. Yeah, I did kind of like kind of. Go, to the, <laughs> go to the dorky suburb where every building looked like it's somewhere you'd go to on a field trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a slight retreat. It's a, it's a little, yeah. it's a, it's a little aud- a small audible. But was right. that enough, honestly, though? Because the stagnancy, like... Looking at new walls sounds appealing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I've been looking at great. these fucking walls for a year. Uh, it was it was great, and the, my old place didn't have air, it was, so I was like, you know, I Jesus. spent eight years in an air conditioner free apartment, and uh, you know, it, staring down maybe another summer trapped totally inside. So I no, was uh, treat yourself to some fucking yeah. aircon in Los Angeles. I know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I know we're being positive about L.A., but the apartments <laughs> fucking suck sometimes. There's a yes. lot of fucking <laughs> shitty ass apartments out here because uh, uh, those are the ones that. People like us can afford to live in. Are of course, yes. That ones. is in our price range. Is a cool, yeah, I, funky old building that gets to be 110 degrees. Yeah, that's us. A funky old building in that it was built in 1975 and has a funk to it, like a smell. Right, exactly. Because that's it's a, like, oh, I think a particle board is not supposed to be the roofs of houses or whatever. Right. <laughs> So so what do you what do you got on deck that you're looking forward to doing? What do you have a, a, a diehard dinner reservation? Do you have like a I'm gathering my friends up, putting on a speedo and drinking a marg? I want to go to the Greek. What do you got? What do you got lined up that's Los God. Angeles specific he, that you're hyped about? Uh Speedo and a Marg. Absolutely Speedo and a Marg. That will be fixed um, immediately. And and I'll wingman you. Invite me to a pool party I'm not even invited to. And I'll roll yeah. with you in a speedo, and we could both, and vice versa. I'll just bring you to a friend's party. I don't know where to be like. What's this is my your- friend Jordan. He's uh, training to just be able to hang out in a speedo, so he came with me. <laughs> <laughs> so don't make fun of his dick, okay? <laughs> this is my apprentice. His dick looks better yeah. than mine, but my belly's bigger. So just deal with it, all right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your brand again? What's your speedo brand again? Budgie Smuggler. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll share the profile with you uh, Great. on Instagram, Done. of course. I'll take shout it. Out to, shout out um, to Budgie Smuggler. Smuggler, who's also reblogged my photos of me, and so they lean Hell into yeah. the fact that I'd be a model for them. So I appreciate it. That's great. Um, yeah, want to do? Yeah, definitely want to do some live music. I have a. Uh, this is not till September, but I have a plan to. Go, I go to something uh, not yearly, but uh, frequently called uh, Punk Rock Bowling in Vegas. Uh, so I've like a downtown Vegas trip planned, and just Hell gonna yeah. like get shitty and see Devo. Very excited for that. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, that's an LA positive, as you can drive to Vegas and uh, or hundred hundred ten dollar uh, flight. It's really yeah, exactly, and just get sick of it and <laughs> swear you're never going again. Yeah, yeah, it's a quarterly trip for me. <laughs> that exact, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that exact uh, path. Yeah, we got tickets to see Corabing at the Ball and um, Sylvanesso at the Greek. Uh, like those are like September. I don't know November- what- I don't know what either. What are what are what are those? Oh, uh, I might be saying the first band's name wrong. It's like Korangbing or Karangbin or something like that. Okay, they're like a kind of fun, wild, uh, 
uh, K H U R A B. I don't. I'm not gonna look it up because I'm lazy and stoned. Uh, and then hmm. the other one is Sylvanesso, which uh, I know is how you say that because uh, I've been cool. a fan of them for way longer, and they're fucking awesome. They're it's just two people. It's a uh, a woman's uh, husband and wife. A si- uh, the wife is the singer, and the uh, dude is like the computer and guitar guy. <laughs> uh, and they are fucking, nice. they put on a hell of a live show. I saw them on Mushrooms at Bonnaroo and I fell even deeper in love with them. And now, oh I, man, I've been screaming at my wife. Uh, also, he- here's something here's TMI. They're a classic sex playlist it. for us. Uh, mm. Sylvanesso's classic sex okay. album for us. So we're like, we should the probably. The album is called. The album is called Classic Sex? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, the mix I put on is <laughs> I slide the That's Classic great. Sex t- tape in. It's a cassette, of yeah. course. <laughs> put it in the yellow Sony Walkman, put the headphones on my wife, and I'm like, it's fucking time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to see your sex band live. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, and just while I was saying... Uh, we were screaming about shit to do in LA. Uh, drinking wa- Silver Lake wines at Barnsdall, Barnsdall Art Park yeah, or whatever. That's a yeah. very fun LA activity. Mm-hmm. It's sort of cliche at this point, but it's cliche because it is a fucking fun thing to do is to drink wine outside with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. I know. And it's like, and I think that's like maybe something to like be okay with, you know, going into this summer is like, you know, just be a cliche. Just let's let, I don't know. Maybe we'll just get drunk at brunch and, you know, and maybe that's fine. And I know that this is some stuff maybe we're supposed to be over or, you know, feel bad about in some way. But like, I don't know. Maybe let's just have a fucking cliche summer where we do stuff because it feels good. I like it. Let's get fuck. You heard it here on High and Mighty. Gabrus and Jordan think you should have a basic ass summer. Enjoy your basic fucking self. Chuggy, right? Isn't that uh, get chuggy, baby? Chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly out of our leagues. Talking about get chuggy with it, man. Like, okay, what? <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> this you just and talked the about the mighty mighty boss shit? tones earlier, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you don't know what this means. <laughs> no way, you know what this means. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm trying to get to the beach. I'm trying to. Yeah, uh, share. I'm trying to, you know, be in uh, a multiple person smoking sesh rather than such a solo or just me and my wife. Yeah, like I look, I look forward. I I went to a live sporting event this week. To fucking you, talk. What, yeah, where'd you go? I went to the new stadium, the SoFi State, uh, SoFi Stadium, I think it's called, or SoFi, mm-hmm. whatever, the one down in Inglewood that they just built. It was. Cool. Uh, I saw a rugby match there. They were at like super low capacity, but. I did cheers three buddies th- four beers oh, like it was just like whoa on. this is new we and, did it <laughs> yeah look holy shit we're back we're watching live sports cheersing beer and I'm like I did bring BYOJs though not ready to share joints with anyone just sure. yet I've got baby steps a baby, baby steps step. you know maybe you still Earn wear the mask in Target baby. maybe you still smoke your own <laughs> joints yeah. Yeah. I, you don't want to get I, the bends. I'm not ready to fucking uh, perform yet either. I'm not ready to like jam into the UCB and like. Oh yeah, that's especially like, the, those like 
tiny ass comedy venues, sure. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been I don't I haven't performed at something that wasn't considered an illegal basement or back room in 10 years, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm exclusively in rooms that are covid nightmares. It's like there's no <laughs> ventilation, the ceiling's four and a half feet tall and the stage is right next to a highway. It's like, "Okay, good luck up there, Gabrus. You got 4 yeah, minutes. Is- Have fun." <laughs> This is technically a supply closet that we're in. <laughs> we added a fan, though, because of COVID, so it should be a little... It's going to be impossible to hear, but it'll be easier sure. on the, everyone's lungs. Uh, <laughs> um, a- anything else? Is there is there a restaurant that you're, like, dying to eat inside of that you haven't been to in a long time that you're like, oh. this will be a big seal break for me? Or, or a, yeah. even, like, a, I- a place to have a pint or whatever, a drink, wherever? Gosh, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to go back. I mean, God, they're all. I haven't. I haven't found like. I, I don't have any places in Pasadena that I'm like emotionally connected to yet. But I like can't wait to go back inside Tom Bergen's. I can't wait to go back yes. inside Molly Malone's. Though yes. the Kibitz room at Cantor's. That's when I'll know that uh, the world is back. So Cantor's Deli, uh, a a great place that I will stick up for. Uh, uh, one of the reasons they are. One of the reasons they're great is that they have a bar connected to them called the Kibitz Room. There'll be like fucking eight old guys playing Steely Dan covers there, you know, yep. on it's any a given ver- night. There's multiple canes there any night. If so many it, canes. Multiple people on canes for a, and getting lit and people drinking fucking like Jack yep. and Cokes and shit and Bud, what Budweiser bottles. I love the Kibitz Room. And- now we're talking as two people, like, because I'm a Cantor's defender too, but that's definitely some, yeah, me we, too. W- w- that's some uh, regional neighborhood specifics sure. too. Because I love being able to walk and get a Reuben. There's like, you start to be like, this place ain't actually that bad that it's that close. And the kibitz room, yeah. Go, I used to go to, um, what was the bar that was on the east side of the street? You would go there for like one or two and, and a, it was like a little fancier. And then you'd be like, let's just go across the street to the kibitz room. What are we doing yeah. with a fucking table? Oh, let's God. just go well, in there. We- what was that place? It was like it Rosewood Tavern. This- Rosewood Tavern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was the name of the street over there. So I was like, in my head, I went, Clinton Tavern, Oakwood Tavern. I'm like, wait, there's one more street. I can't remember. Yeah, ah, yeah. yes, Rosewood, the other one. <laughs> but- so yeah, that's a place where you would go and you they would do like, you know, a barrel-aged old-fashioned. And then right. you pay 15 bucks for that and you're like... Fuck it! I want a short glass of Michelob from a <laughs> from a spigot. <laughs> yeah, for yeah $2. I'm gonna go across and get a Crystal Palace and tonic for a Crystal Palace vodka and tonic for two fifty in a friendly's sweaty little drink glass. They do, they yeah. have the perfect little like deli glasses that they give you for their cocktails. They sure do. Room. They sure do, don't they? I, I'll make a we'll make a a half promise here on High and Mighty. Keep an eye out on mine and or Jordan's IG for the picture yes. of the two of us cheersing at the kibitz room. Because the first time yes. you come, if you're making the journey from Pasadena to go have a drink there, I will make the journey from eight blocks away to have a drink there with you as well. <laughs> oh, what a guy. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of guy I am. I'll go into Thank a you. bar Thank I love you. to what have a, a drink if, if you come to my neighborhood. <laughs> if it's close. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not busy, obviously. I'm always busy. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> I need an out. I don't so. actually want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah would, how about you? What's uh, what? What are your what are your like spots that you can't wait to go back to? Ooh, I 
This is not even a place I love, but I just do like going inside of it. And that's El Compadre on Sunset where yeah, they light the margaritas on fire. It's kind of like one of the love first it. places I went to in L.A. And it really just feels to me. It, I attach so much like Hollywood L.A. energy to it, whether it really is that or not. And I want to take my wife to because she hasn't been to, to Dear John's, which I had been to oh, before the pandemic. Dear John's is great. Yeah. And she's and we're a big like and like the big meal, our coming out meal, we're, we're, the first meal we're going to eat inside a restaurant. We still haven't done that together yet. We'll be at Craig's, which is sort of like our oh, neighborhood. Nice. We like those. All, well, she in particular, which means I now do as well, like those hmm. restaurants that are sort of old timey and the vibe is like it's expensive, but the food is good. And every yeah. and the wait, the waiters are all 45 year old men, <laughs> like, you know, or something sure. like grown up adult men and women. You're like, uh, I have. I'm happy to like so dear John Musso and Frank's like all those places yeah. and she hasn't been to dear John yet so having gone there right before the pandemic hit I can't wait to go back yeah dear John is like yeah it's it's a it's it's like an old uh, it's like an old steakhouse it's in a building that is set to be demolished in two years yeah so <laughs> it's got uh, like a finite like, timeline yeah <laughs> yeah and uh yeah like everybody waiting on you is like a a a professional service industry person who like prides themselves in like, this is my chosen profession and I will, you know, I'm not here to maybe be a writer while I'm a server. I can't, I'm here to be a server. Yeah. That energy. Yes. I just like respect that energy. It's like, me too. uh, goes hand in hand with the little, uh, crumb comb that people use on the tables like i feel like uh, yes, the little crumb exactly. blade that if, if if somebody comes by and crumb blades your table you're at like an old-timey kind of old-fashioned spot and i like and i dig that yeah i'm a messy <laughs> eater too so uh i i can really uh i can really i can really give a give a crumb blade a run for its money <laughs> i'm a huge messy eater and that was a running gag on, on my bachelor party my brothers would move my because we ate every dinner absolutely smashed because it was we yeah. were in uh, Munich, Germany for Oktoberfest. And every meal, my brothers would move my plate and go, look at where he sits. And it's like the ah. circle of the plate is the only place that there's not like stains and food. It's like all right. over the floor, all there's over my separate, shirt. <laughs> there's a separate meal embedded in the tablecloth. Yeah, you can like pick up the plate and it's like a stencil of a perfect circle in the middle. It's like, yeah, I'm a disgusting pig. What do you want from me, sweetheart? This is so I like, you know, so I I am someone who like likes a drink. I don't know if we've ever gotten like super fucked up together, but I, you know, like getting super fucked up every now and then. (laughs) Same, same, same. I'm sure we've both been in the same location bombed, but we never set out for the two of us to get drunk together. But I feel like due to overlapping parties at some point, we were blasted in the same uh, place. Makes sense. And I like. You know, and I, I obviously also acknowledge that perhaps there's times in my life when I've liked to drink too much and it uh, affected my career and relationships. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Safe to say that as well. I mostly smoke pot now because of that exact reason. Uh, continue. Uh, um, <laughs> and when, you know, when COVID hit, I would be like, all right, well, you know, time to like learn how to make the fucking old fashioned at home and time to, you know, whatever, barrel age the whiskey myself. And I... <laughs> When I would have those like solo drinks at the end of the day, I'm like, this sucks. I'm bummed. I'm, this is, I'm only experiencing the sad part of drunk. I'm not like having any fun, like sitting with this cat and watching Family Feud, you know? 
and so I basically stopped. I basically just stopped any and all drinking. Like there would be times when I'm like, all right, everybody, Zoom happy hour and just like pour a seltzer and, you know, not drink. And I was kind of like, hmm, do I do I maybe not drink anymore? Like, is this, you know, is this an, my thing? Is this a thing now? Yeah. 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 Is it is this a sign that it's over? And I like, you know, kind of ventured out to my first bar. I, I met some friends up here at this place called Lucky Baldwin's. It's like their <laughs> Pasadena beloved dump. And I like had a Guinness and talked to friends and I'm like, Oh good, I love this. Okay, good. Okay. I still yeah, love yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh good. Okay, I'm not, I'm a social drinker. I'm a social drinker. Uh, I like this when it's social. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. Dude, you're preaching to the motherfucking choir. I Yeah. I pretty much I cut off drinking at home for myself more or less. Um yeah. because I enjoy social drinking. I can easily drink too much by myself and that sets me more I so I stopped really drinking at home in the quant. I only yeah. drink when I'm partying now, or like sure. it's when it's like. So that's like my little game I play. Like I'll have a Guinness pint out with friends, or I'll get bombed, you know, a quarterly or something like that. But I, I'm I have now smoked weed for maybe 395 straight days, which is an insane wow. record for like a some. <laughs> I should do the math because it's been since like March 13th, 2020. I've probably consume thc every single day in some capacity which is okay maybe like so i'm like yeah i finally figured out i should cut back on drinking at home and pick up <laughs> on smoking weed like crazy sure. but it it was i i wasn't getting depressed i mean god knows what i'm doing to myself from it or what kind of self-medication i'm secretly doing to myself but yeah. what i i was not waking up in a depressed cycle where I would only yeah. feel better once I started smoking pot again. Like when I was drinking, I'd wake up feeling like such shit and I wouldn't feel better until the nighttime. And then I'd be like, Oh good. Now I can have some drinks. And then I'd be like, wait, right. you just, ah, uh, I felt good for 40 minutes. Let's fix that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be thinking about how I feel. Let's power through. <laughs> yeah, Sure. But that being said, can't wait to drink with you at the Kevin's room. Gonna it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's not an undercurrent of sadness to this at all. Nope, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> there never has, never will be. Okay. Shut no self-awareness. No <laughs> self-awareness. <laughs> Trapped in a cycle. Trapped in a cycle. Uh, it's for fun. I promise it's for fun. Sure. <laughs> I'm just a party animal. <laughs> it's just still cool. This is my kind of vibe. I know I'm 39 and like the doctor says, like you really should lower your blood pressure, but holy fuck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I think I, I think I, you know, optimistically, I think that I am kind of going into it, you know, going into a world where maybe I can like have some drinks again with a, a new perspective. I think I kind of get, you know, when I get bummed and when I have fun and I think I have a little bit of a better understanding on like how it affects me um, and my tolerance is way, way down. So, uh, yeah, yes. I think maybe <laughs> maybe I could kind of stay at the, uh, you know, at the at the two drink level. We'll see. Well, that's that's not a bad plan. That's how I feel, too. I feel like the recalibration of like taking the year and looking at like my behavior and 
seeing the positives of not drinking will allow me to not just like get caught up in it again. Uh, I also at some point have to, to prove some sort of non to prove some sort of, no, I'm not addicted to cannabis thing to my own self. I have to like take a tolerance break of like at some point, a few weeks just to prove I can do it. And I I keep punting it. I keep being like, I got vacation in May. It's like, all right, well maybe I'll do it. (laughs) Like I keep (laughs) trying to time it. I'm like August. That's the month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like August will be the month I take off, but I, you know, maybe I'll start August tenth because you know you want the beach weed. You know, it's like wait, all right, never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, of course I. <laughs> I'm gonna end up taking 20th, off like that's the day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and that's it. Like, some <laughs> <shit> like <that. laughs> um, Jordan, thank you so much for fucking coming on High and Mighty, man. Uh, yeah, thanks. This is so much fun. I always, I always love sticking around with you. It's a blast. Yeah, dude, I always have fun talking to you, and I look very forward to chatting in person in speedos. Or at the kibitz room. Uh, Let's but, do it. Or maybe hey, both. No one will look at us weird. No one. We will be it's the LA. third and fourth. We will be the third and fourth weirdest guy in there, clothes wise. Wait, do we like the kibitz room because we're the young dudes hanging out there when we go? Is that yeah, part of it? Uh, <laughs> For sure. Uh, honestly, honestly, I could like I could spot five p- people I'm doing better than. Right. <laughs> At least uh, I don't have something finally. weird going on with my eye. There's a lot of guys <laughs> here who have a weird eye. <laughs> Maybe uh, chicken or egg. Maybe it's hanging out here. That does, uh, oh my god, my eye! Sure. What's happening? Ah! Oh, no, no, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> it's oozing a milky whiteness. <laughs> uh, uh, where can people uh, find you? And if any LA residents want to respond to the tweet of this episode with the thing they're looking most forward to doing this yeah. summer or in the next coming year, awesome. that might inspire some other LA people or SoCal people. Or you know what? Fuck it. Great. Reply with wherever you are, what you're looking forward to doing. But yeah, do it. I'll only read the LA ones because I'm a fucking coastal elite. uh yeah so uh speaking of cool shit that's happening this summer uh i co-wrote a graphic novel that's coming out uh july 13th uh it is called it is called bubble it is a uh sci-fi comedy based on the uh podcast uh we did at max fun uh from 2018 although you don't have to have heard the podcast to enjoy it it's a kind of like a it's a kind of a it's a sci-fi comedy. It's kind of a satire of this world where people live in these bubble cities and they all have to participate in this kind of life and death version of the gig economy to survive. Uh, maybe the lazy elevator pitch would be uh, search party meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's a bunch of sex jokes and robots and monsters and gore uh i co-wrote it with the great comedy writer sarah morgan and uh tony cliff who does the delilah dirk series did all the art um so the fighting is fucking super cool if you if you have read the delilah dirk series you know that like tony's action is awesome and uh natalie reese did the colors she does the dungeon critters series and so uh you know there's a bunch of like alien worlds that are all kind of like psychedelic and jack kirby she does a great job with all the colors Um, and people can yeah, pre-order so that shit. Pre-book a pre-order right now, maybe? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can totally. That's a huge thing for books I'm learning is that if you uh, if you pre-order it, you can call your local indie bookstore. You can call your local comic book store, and they'll uh, pre-order it up for you. You can use Amazon or Barnes & Noble if you like. And uh, hey, if you're in LA, uh, and if you get it through BookSoup, I'll sign a copy for you. So uh, um, oh, and even cool. if you're not in LA, they, they ship. They ship anywhere in the world. So uh, uh, hit up uh, BookSoup.com, and you can get it there. Fuck yeah! Re- uh, get the book, pre-order it. It's a graphic novel. It's not. A, it's not a hard read. It's not expensive, but it's gonna be funny and fucking beautiful. 
Get on it, people. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Thank you. Yes, that is what it is. That's a better plug than what I did. <laughs> well, you gave the inf- you gave the steak. I got to th- slap a little sizzle on at the end there, you know? But Thank like you. the I steak is in- the steak is what you're paying for. The steak is Sure. Yeah, this is the just the garlic what- butter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I'm the garlic butter. <laughs> Perfect analogy, dude. <laughs> um I'm at Gabrus on all social media. I uh have another podcast called Action Boys where you can uh pay on patreon but we also have some free episodes search that wherever and the gino lombardo show season three is coming out this summer get pumped promo code gino gets you one free month wait until season three drops so you can listen to a few of my episodes i don't give a fuck about the other shows okie dokie <laughs> i think that's what stitcher asked me to plug specifically ha <laughs> uh bye shitheads That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're gonna be making Terminators. <laughs> We're gonna make a really great deal with the Xenomorph. <laughs> I don't hate him, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.